They're sitting on a couch. It's usually just two characters or sometimes three characters. They're always talking and sitting. They're just sitting in a chair. The pacing sucks. There's no style to anything. It's so boring. From the concrete shores of Arlington, Texas, this is the Approximate Podcast with your hosts, Jamie French and Orion Quest. Cast uh, Ada Black. Hey, Ada. <laughs> nice. That's that's rock and roll right there. Obviously, that's Miss Black if you're nasty. <laughs> How you doing, Ada? I'm doing great. How are you doing? Doing, <laughs> doing awesome. Uh, you know what? I'm, I'm going to leave with Orion. <laughs> <laughs> you want no part of that. Uh, I'll jump in later. I'll jump in later. You know the routine. Uh, could you please state your name uh, for the, the 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 people out there that are not in the know? My name is Ada Black. Yes, and where are you from? I'm from Pennsylvania, but I spent most of my childhood growing up in Tennessee. Cool, cool. And what do you do? I'm an aspiring makeup artist. Aspiring. Um, by aspiring, that means you're taking classes. And yes. I've, yeah, I've I've seen your work. I've seen your work. Um, on your Facebook page and your Twitter page, I'm yeah. quite impressed. Actually, quite I did the uh, makeup for Jamie's upcoming DVD. Ah, um, I'm only going to ask this question about that because I don't really want to go into that. But is that where you'd like to do that, or would you like to do it in like other places? Would you like to be doing like being a makeup artist in the adult industry, or just being a makeup artist in general? I'll do makeup for anyone who needs, ma- you know, like. Anywhere, anytime, anybody. Cool. Cool. I like like the process. It doesn't matter where I'm at. Oh, okay. Men or women, correct? Men or Uh, women. uh, Hair? Have you you thought about hair? Um, I would love to go back once I get my aesthetics license. My my aesthetics license. I want to go back for my cosmetology license. Cool. Have you, have you, I know you've thought about makeup. Have you thought about prosthetic style makeup, adding cuts or yes i've actually been looking at effects makeup cool you, you, you're, gonna, you're gonna do it there's some nasty stuff i love it yeah yes um i'd asked you earlier about your style and music but you said you're across the board it just depends on your mood yeah um uh you do go from heavy to light from heavy to classical uh could you name one of the heavy bands that you're a fan of um i wouldn't really more like rap if i'm in a bad mood and i'm listening to rap it's just a really bad combination Oh, okay. Yeah. So we don't. So need... I don't. I haven't listened to rap in a good while. Good. So Gee, but no. I, I, I know she's she's a big fan of the Little Wayne. Yeah, Little Wayne. Yes. yes. I want to do makeup for Little Wayne. Uh, <laughs> he needs it with all them tattoos on his face. Yeah, he does. So, basically, we don't need to pull out any lyrics from Duffel Bag Boy, or it could get dangerous <laughs> around here. Cause I ain't ever read from it anyway. I've been listening to Kid Cudi actually a lot. Oh. Um, my favorite track is Pursuit of Happiness. Yes. Yeah. I've, I've, I'm actually going to get with Kid about that. That's a good That's a good tune to cover every once in a while. You think I've so? I've had her listen to the... Yeah. I've had her listen to a bit of it. Oh, I like Day and Night the best by Kid Cody. Cool. <laughs> when did you decide to go ahead and take up um, makeup artist? When did, you decide, when did you decide to take up that type of art? Um, well, I kind of... I had some money and I purchased my first... 
professional my my first professional set of cosmetics and I was like wow this, the quality is a lot different from drugstore makeup and from there I kind of just became obsessed with it mm-hmm. to be good you kind of kind of got to be obsessed about it so yeah. nothing 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 wrong with that um <clears throat> besides <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna go on a flight of fancy besides little Wayne are there any stars that you've ever wanted to work on I know I'm sure you're not giving it much thought but and I know I'm putting you on the spot but just give it a couple of seconds and if you could think of somebody besides little Wayne that you'd like to do makeup for Marin Morris mm. who's that I don't know what that who's that um I've just started listening to her she's a country artist oh oh the other day at Sawgrass that was her playing Does she have a t- <laughs> and the room falls silent? I was about to say, does she have a popular tune? Does she have a tune that's like on the chart? Obviously, so it wouldn't be played at the Sawgrass. <laughs> Here, uh, let me let me tell you how I know Ada. Ada's my girlfriend. Um, we've been dating for about a, a geez, a little over a year now. Uh, what uh, March twenty second? Right, that's the date. Yeah. Um, uh, gosh, I kind of I met her in in a similar fashion that I've met uh, Kira. Um, she was a fan of mine. I was actually a fan of hers um, through social media, and we met and we spent a few days together, and we kind of immediately clicked, um, and have been dating ever since. Um, she's been instrumental. And helping my production company out over this past oh, almost year and a half now, uh, in ways that I did not anticipate upon first meeting her. Um, but she's she's done production for me. She's run uh, a lot of my camera work. She's a uh, quick to learn and has an eye for symmetry and balance and composition, which I'm sure is a large part of why she's doing so well in her pursuit of uh, makeup. Um, she's an excellent student uh, at her cosmetology school. And uh, again, for good reason. She she has a knack for the visual arts. Um, and it's been a pleasure working with her. And it continues to be so. Um, she mentioned that she has done uh, uh, makeup on a recent project that that, uh, that I'm currently working on, a DVD uh it is a sequel to an effort I put forward a couple years ago called Transsexuals. We're working on the sequel now. Uh, principal filming has been done. Principal filming. What do you mean? Industry talk. Mm-hmm. Uh, we shot it, and it's done. It just needs to be edited. But she did all the makeup for, for all the girls um, on set uh, and was a soldier for four, four solid days. Um, and did an amazing job. And uh, when the DVD comes out, y'all will be able to see her her handiwork. Um, I think you'll agree that she's fucking awesome. She is fucking awesome at what she does. Um, Ada, tell like loosen up. Tell us tell us about yourself. You got something you want to say? Um, well, don't you have questions for me, Orion? Yes, I do still. But go ahead. She might. Yeah. Okay. Set her up. Set I'm her up. I'm having anxiety. When, um, when do you plan to graduate? Um, I graduate in October. Nice, just a few months out. Not only will you be able to do that, but you got now you've got a portfolio with yes. work on this video. So. I actually have a um, 
after I have after I graduate in October, I'm going to go over to National Laser Institute and learn uh, medical laser. I'll be doing tattoo removal, laser hair removal. So it's going to be great. When they do la- when they do laser hair removal, it's permanent, is it not? Um, it takes some time for it to be permanent, but okay. yes, it is supposed to be permanent. You know, I got something to add to that. It depends on what part of the body, too. Um, also, your hair color as well. And your hair color. There, there are some factors there. It also factors in um, what phase your hair is growing in. Mm-hmm. I forget the exact name of it. Well, it I went. On the I, phase. I went through. I went through a year of uh, doing my uh, my basically my face, my lip, chin, and just under my chin. Uh, did a year of that, and um, they said it was going to be tough to make that permanent, which it is. It, it hasn't been permanent because it's uh, facial hair on uh, male anatomy is hormone-based, and it's really tough to combat that. Uh, they said if they did my legs, if I had paid for my legs to be done, a few sessions, about uh, anywhere between twelve and $1,800, and I'd never have to shave again. Uh, but the face is a different beast, and it, <clears throat> the other factors are are present as well. How dark your hair is. Um, they they make you shave. They make you shave. They when they run the laser over your fa- or any part of your body, uh, they don't do it like at, over the actual hair. Um, it's they're trying to attack the roots, and the hairs get in the way of the roots and the follicles. So they make you shave, uh, but. With the year that I went through with the laser hair removal on my face, plus uh, four years now of hormone repu- replacement therapy, the little bit I do have to shave is negligible. I, I've saved a lot on razors <laughs> since since before. The- you wake up in the morning, there's one hair that just dangles out like baby Huey. <laughs> just, a, just a tweezer. <laughs> yeah, I'll be over. I got to shave. Doink. I'll, I'll be there in about I'll five minutes. I'll be there in a second. I'll be there in a second. <laughs> uh, Ada, you're a gamer. Yes, I game. Oh, yeah. see, there's something to talk about. There you go. Um, I've been back on Fallout 4 a lot because they introduced mods to the game. Oh, finally? Mm-hmm. Okay. To the to the actual system, so I don't have to put mods onto the computer. Which gotcha, gotcha. I was about to say, what platform are you using? Xbox One. Nice, nice. Nice. Um, what is your favorite game? Is it so far? Is it Fallout? It's gonna be Fallout Four. I also started playing uh, Overwatch just recently. Have you made it difficult for the noobs? Don't lie to me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes. You 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 seem also caring until they get into your trap. And, yeah. We we we, we know. Um, don't you don't you have a don't you have a YouTube channel where you just crushing dudes left and right? Yes, I actually use the Twitch platform. Nice. Oh, well, t- tell people about that. Tell I, them where... I stream video games online. Okay, so like, where, and where can they see that? How can they find you? Just go to Twitch and search for Baby Hustles Triple X. Baby Hustles Baby Triple Hustle. X. It's horrible. That's I know. fitting. No, it's, <laughs> it's very fitting. Yes. I was I'm... actually um, thinking about getting the PS4 after you showed me the new game. Um, what was that called? Something Sky. Uh, no Man's Sky. No Man's Sky. Yeah, oh, man. I need to get the PS4 now. Oh man, you'll you'll be you'll be busy easily for a couple of years. That's yeah. it's an endless. I, I if you ever want a lesson in how big the universe is, play this fucking game <laughs> because you can you can play you can play no matter where you play 
You can always go someplace else and find something new. There are places that nobody will ever see in the game. See, uh, I'm still I'm I'm still working. Speaking of games, I'm still working on. A part- have, has anybody beaten Ridley yet in Super Metroid? Because I have. Really I have. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Metroid. It's not that hard. Yeah, that's my. That's that was that not a cool game. Here, how about this? <laughs> bum, bum, ba, bum. Yeah, no, my favorite part about Metroid, <laughs> it, it's the part where, you, okay, so you jump up, and then you get you get spin and bounce off the wall without falling down, and then the the guy gets you. That's that's the tough part I don't like. I'm lost. Yeah. I oh, love Super Metroid because I'm a big Nintendo fan. I only play Nintendo you are products. Des- you are destroying my See? bit. You're destroying in, my bit by playing day, along. Back in the day, there was a thing called 8-bit. 16-bit oh, is oh, Super yes, Metroid. I, oh, so, hey, I'm, I'm with the times. It's Super Metroid, so it was 16-bit. So instead of hearing all the all the creative works of Brian May and all the badass bands you could hear, all you could hear was... Oh, that brings me back. That brings me back, yeah. No, don't ever do that again. <laughs> don't, don't ever do that again. <laughs> so, where do you see yourself in five years with this with this uh this makeup thing you're doing? What well, you got a you got like a five year fetish? What's your deal? Yeah. Yes, I'm 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 I'm, I'm kind of down. Every time somebody says something about five years, I'm like, oh yeah, that five year plan. Five years. I think five I'll year be plan. doing makeup for Paramount Pictures. Nice. Ambitious, this one. Yes. I like it. It's very nice. Yes. <laughs> we will follow your. We will follow your missions yet, young Skywalker. Uh, no, no, with Baby. Hu- she has a built-in name as Baby Hustles, motherfucker. Baby, she hustles. hustle all her way to the fucking Paramount lot. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> fucking a. I love it. You're gonna give it. me passes why? Because I got some in my coat pocket. Um, well, um. <laughs> This is the part of the show where it gives you a chance to um, let us know how to get in touch with you. You have any type of media, yeah. web address, um, smoke sn- well, signals. I, yep. I feel kind of left out because you asked everyone about our transition, but mine. And I'm oh man! Oh, left see, out. I just you, didn't want to know how far to go with this that. This is why we call. This is why we call Big O the heartbreaker. He's yeah. always, yeah, always hurting a girl. Oh, always hurting a girl. She's like, no, I don't want to go. I'm, I'm out. <laughs> you better, click. you better scramble oh, to re-ask yes. some of these old questions. Yes. Um, <laughs> With regards to your transition, oh my god! Why? Why? No. When did you decide to, to to transition? I decided to transition three years ago. Um, no one was cool with it, and I hopped a bus in the middle of the night. And I went out to from Pennsylvania all the way to California, and I actually got into a little bit of porn there, and that's how me and Jamie met. Mm-hmm. I knew so if nobody, a, yeah, I was about to say yeah. since nobody was down with it, I'm assuming that your family wasn't down with it at all, right? No. Okay. I actually talked to my mom a bit now, though. Oh, okay. And she's starting to yeah come around. the The next question has to do with the industry. Yeah. And the question is. Um, do you wish to talk about you in the industry or not? Um, if you have any questions, I can answer them. Well, yeah. I don't have. Pred- I'll tell you what. This might be the easier way to go about it. Let's just say that uh, Aid is working on a few things. There's some. Uh, there may or may not be some projects in her back pocket. We'll see. Uh, time will tell. That's a good way to put it. But um, 
ask her specific questions, and uh, don't be surprised if she says no comment. Um, now that now that your manager has answered your questions for you, <laughs> now let me ask you some questions. Um, I what? Let's not deal in what we don't know. Let's deal in what we do know. What we do know is that you do you are a makeup artist and you're you are practicing at that trade. Yes. Obviously, if if the industry calls for you to do that, that is something you would like to do. Correct. Yeah. Now, if you had an opportunity to act in that industry, would you do that? Of course. Okay. Um, with regards to that, that's all I need to know. There's nothing else. There's it sounds like Ada. Sounds like you have a fan. Yeah. <laughs> that's all he needs to know. Well, I mean, I can, I can let's, hear let's, the excitement. Let's, in let's his think voice. about the. Let's think about the two questions that I asked. <laughs> Why are you in the business, and what are you doing in the business? She's not in the business, not yet again. So I don't need to ask questions that don't exist. This is this has turned out to be a no family comment. show in all the oh, wrong you. ways. Thank you. <laughs> well. Um, I'd like to thank you for taking the time to, to answer my questions, <laughs> and I'd like to not thank you for getting in my fucking business. Hey, I do what I can. Um, we're we're going to come back over some some other things i like to go over with regards to movies and music. Cause I'm, no comment. Because <laughs> 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 I'm... <laughs> I do want to. I do want to know about that. Okay. That's something well, I, I love know. the movie The Revenant. Okay, there you have it. Do you consider that your favorite movie? That is my favorite movie. I love the scenery. Really? I love the bear attack. Oh my god! And I love the guns, the violence, and the vengeance. Wow, you you you're 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 like you're a big fan of like not violence, but I'm talking about action. So, yeah, action. But then you know, one of my other favorite movies is Romeo and Juliet. The Which modern one? version with the uh, Cap with, with yes. DiCaprio. Now, so you see, I kind of like DiCaprio movies. Yeah, I was just about to go there. Um, Let me get uh, a cigarette. Are you are you a big fan of John Woo? John Woo. He's John a he's Woo. a he's a director that does a lot of gun happy movies like you'd have the to killers name something particular. The Killers. The Killers. Um, the Replacement Killers. Death of the Killer. <laughs> killers on Broadway. Killers on Broadway. <laughs> killers surprise. Part one and part deux. Um, it's. Uh, Oh, if uh, his biggest thing in America was um, Face Off. Well, wait, hold on. What was that new movie called? Was it called Henry Boy or Bad Henry? Bad Henry. Oh, Bad Henry. First person shooter. Oh Oh, no! Wait, 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 wait. Are you talking about the thing we saw? Yeah, it's called called Hardcore. 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 There we go. That movie was awesome. Not John Woo. Yeah, not John Woo. Okay. Well, it didn't even have a good storyline, but no, no, it was a story. It was like the violence was right up her alley. It was a first person shooter for the theater. That's 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 exactly what it was. was, But I do like my romantic movies. It's it's very extreme. What's one of your favorite romantic movies? Well, actually, Jamie owes me one. Oh, do I? She's been avoiding it. Oh no! What what is it? Oh Jesus! You know what movie is that? Please don't say the Notebook. God fuck! Was it the Notebook? Yes, it's the Notebook. Near anyway. For where it never mind. That's uh, the wrong. I know it's the wrong. So set the hell up. Um, so again, my tastes are all over. They're all over the map, which makes Ada a chore. <laughs> <laughs> On that note, it was a pleasure talking with you. Thanks for thanks for um, yes. Thanks for answering the good questions and, and, and <laughs> pushing us the other way on all the others. We appreciate you coming out. No comment. <laughs> I love it. I love it. All right.
So, go ahead. Set us up for the next segment. Oh, I'm not. You're I'm not. tired. You're no, tired. No. <laughs> I don't blame you. Now we're getting to the to the meat of the podcast where we're going to be talking about... Oh, just now? The, nine hours in? Yes, the things we'd like to talk about. <laughs> yes. Um, one of those things I'd like to bring up is based on a discussion we had a couple of weeks ago about our favorite metal song. Nice. I love I love the production quality here. Let's just let's touch everything. Let's touch everything that a mic is is connected to. Haunting. All right. Are we are we done touching springs, Orion? The shining, <laughs> the shining red room. Red room. All right. Okay. Give it just a couple of seconds, but I want to begin with what is your favorite song? Doesn't matter what genre it is. Just go ahead. I'm just throwing it out there. <clears throat> Tom Waits. That is not a song. <laughs> <laughs> I would say um, Complicated Game by XTC. I am not getting enough of that song. It is raw and dark and scary and um, untethered. Untethered. If And it fits all sorts. Every kind of dark mood if you feel aggressive it's perfect for that if you feel depressed and isolated it's perfect for that if you if you just are wringing your fist in uh directionless anger it's perfect for that if you want if you want to feel a little bit scared their approach to the song is is textured enough to where it's it's creepy sounding so it's it's if you're part of the black t-shirt crowd, maybe you got a nose ring, maybe you got a tattoo, and you're all alone in the dark, maybe you got a candle lit, and you're just staring off into the middle distance, it's the perfect song for you. I can't get enough of it. Always entertaining, always fits whatever mood that is the opposite of um, being decent. <laughs> <laughs> XTC, Complicated Game, check it out. Wonderful, dark, black tune. And it sounds fathoms deep, but it's linear and simple at the same time it's a wonderful check it out check it out xtc uh complicated game that's my pick that's my pick Kira? oh god that is way too hard and generic of a question i have no idea what my favorite song is i mean lie i i just like <laughs> too many genres of music it really just depends what kind of mood i'm in if i what? say punk what's your favorite punk Mine's institutionalized. Just a Pepsi. I they just wanted one fucking Pepsi. And she wouldn't give it to him. <laughs> Come on, what do you got? Just country music. What's your favorite country song? I don't like country music. Ah, see? Bad answer. You could have picked any Johnny Cash song and and scored a few points. Well, now I people do like think Johnny you suck. Cash, but now you suck. I mean Well when the man comes around by Johnny Cash see? is really good. Look at you, but, you're um, picking things. That's awesome. But, uh, ah, oh, shit, I don't know. Uh, I really like, uh, I'm actually going to go with rap. I'm going to go with uh, Tommy Wright III's Running and Gunning. I really love that one because it's just basically like a story of him breaking uh, one of his, you know, homies out of jail. And it's just very articulate and, like, it's kind of a lo-fi and just, like, almost scary sounding like it's just very i don't know it's very gritty and hardcore and i really really like it yeah. 
<laughs> Jinx. She was busy staring off favorite, into the middle distance, favorite, listening to song? complicated. No, your cake. favorite song? Oh, your favorite eighty song? Any any style of music? I'm gonna go with "Hunting and Fishing and Loving Every Day" by Luke Bryan. Luke Bryan. Luke Bryan. Didn't he win a couple of awards? Did I not say she was a chore? <laughs> no, I mean, I mean, he's right now. He's like he's the he's the cat's meow on the country circuit. He's 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 top notch. Now this is interesting that you that you'd pick a, a song like that. She said with not a hint of prejudice in her voice. What is it about that song that you enjoy most? I just like the tune and the lyrics. What what about the lyrics? Oh, it's it's simple. It's country life. I like it. Just so it's. Now, what's a delicate way to put this? It strikes a chord. No. <laughs> then give it more delicate. Than that. <laughs> is it? Is it? Is it the music equivalent of let's say a five p.m. meal with you and maybe some older family members at the Cracker Barrel? Yeah. <laughs> That's fair. You know what? That's fair. She said, yeah. You know what? That's fair. Orion, what's your song? The Wild Wild Sea by Sting off the album called The Soul Cages. This is going to require <laughs> some explaining because we're relatively young compared to you. Roxanne. Uh, assume we're idiots. It won't be hard. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. Tell us about this song. Um, to understand the song is you have to understand the album. The album was a uh, was based on the death of his father, and his father was a was a um, a fisherman. And um, there's many tales. Is this is this the is this like part two of the Down Easter Alexa? What is this? No, nothing, okay. nothing like that. Okay. Um, this is not part three of yes, or part four of John the Fisherman. No, okay. no. What what, what happens is um. When according according to Sting's father, he used to tell stories of about uh, about people who would who would die either building ships or sailing on them or doing fishermen's work, and when you died, you you'd be put in what's called a soul cage, and this there's this big monster that would protect these cages and would basically eat these souls for a living and. The the album talks about his this father. This is Lovecraftian. Dying. Yes, his father. The, the album talks about his father passing away and him going to go rescue his father. So he he the the song basically explains that he goes he he takes off his clothes and gets in the ocean and starts swimming. He loses sight of the land. He swims so far that he he literally drowns. And when he wakes up, he wakes up on a boat after drowning. After drowning. Odd. Um. He wakes up in a bed of white linen. He puts on these clothes and he goes to the top of the deck. He noticed that the masses are all in the masses are all in white. And as he looks, he sees another boat, a black boat. And as the boat pulls towards them, they get into position to race. They get into position to race. And they start racing with the wind and a storm building behind them. The black boat pulls off into the distance and the the, the white boat cannot catch them. And through through the through all the wind and rain, he looks back to see this silhouette of the sailor, and he looks further to see, and in the distance, the sailor turns around and he finds that it's his father, and his father sails off. That's what the song is about. The album goes on. the The album goes 
the album goes on later to 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 say that he's rescued his father and they sail to a place called the Island of Souls where he can lay his father's soul to rest. But um this album came out the same time I lost my family. Ah. And it was a very, it was it was it was one of the reasons why I'm still alive because everybody goes through dealing with death in their own special way. And I was already a fan of Stings, but it's just, it's a, it's, there's no heavy, it's not a heavy metal song. It's not a rock and roll song. It's just a song that comes from the heart that tells a story. You've completely destroyed every opportunity I've had to make a joke. Thank you for that. (laughs) You're welcome. You're quite welcome. Well, that's awesome. That's actually, that's really nice. I never knew that. I've known you all these years. I never knew that. So, see, this is what this podcast is all about. We live, we learn, we laugh, we play together. So nice. <laughs> what, you else, should see what else did you have on if your you paper? Only, if you could only see the look on her face, it looked like the Joker skin was pulled <laughs> over. I would like to take a turn. I would, For the like, worst. <laughs> like this podcast has. Um, I like to turn over to metal. I, I want <clears throat> to ask you at this time, because I want to be specific. All right. What is your favorite metal song? Now, metal, Anybody? Anybody metal, can talk? Now, yeah, um, by metal, we're going we're gonna to include a couple of things. I want to include punk in there. I want to include industrial. It's just loud and aggressive. So if you have a favorite metal song, that if this is a subgenre, we're going to include it into this mix. So with that being said, your favorite metal song. I'll start with you, Miss French. Uh, right off the top of my head, although I grew up in the very typical um, white, middle-class, suburban, adolescent, you got the top four metal your bands. Your parents weren't black? Not, not <laughs> so much. Not so much. <laughs> It was it was your it was your uh, tower of power there your Metallica's Megadeth's Anthrax and Slayers, a little bit of Testament on the side, and maybe a little bit of a uh, uh, King Diamond over there you know, but all the basics. So my metal is um, is thrash based and uh, I'd say mid '80s all the way across the board and right off the top of my head. Although these probably aren't the actual favorites, I'd say. Uh, Metallica's Battery, I'd say um, uh, Cannibal Corpse's cover of Zero the Hero, and I'd say uh, Anthrax's cover of Got the Time. Right gotcha. off the top of my head, those gotcha. are what I'm sure I'm, I like a Megadeth song better here or there, you know, it, but right off the top of my head, yeah, those are the ones that I could turn on at any time, and, uh, and they'll get me going. They'll get me going when I'm in a metal mood. All righty. Let me... Let me switch over to you, Ada. I want to hear your opinion on a metal song. What's your favorite metal song? I like Reveries of Flight by O Sleeper. Mm. Oh, see? Okay, so now now we're getting weird. This is... Uh, what I never heard of that. We're, we're, is this a Hot Topic kind of band? What is this? Um, no, it's actually a metal gospel. Metal gospel. Interesting. A bit. How did you find out about well, it? There's this man, and he's praying to God. Mm-hmm. And God comes back, and he's screaming. And he's, you know... He's trying to get this guy to listen, but he, this man is praying to God, but he just, he's not listening. He's not, li- he can't hear God. So the man, it was, is his request to speak to God, like, too selfish for for him to hear no, what he, God's trying he, to respond with? He just with, refuses or? to open his heart to God. 
I actually want Orion to listen to this song. I think he'd like it. I uh, probably will. And make sure you check out Hush Yale too okay. by the same band. Um, before you leave, write it down. I, I definitely want to check it out. Okay. Yeah. All right. Oh, geez, another like hard one. I don't. Uh, if we're talking industrial, I do really like. Gig. We're talking metal. Yeah. We're talking metal. I'm just giving you. I'm <laughs> no, just giving you you a way said in. industrial too. Well, did you? Did you? Yes, but I. Okay. I, I gave you a way in, so that way. Okay. Because metal is too broad. Yeah. So many metal is very, very. So I mean, if we're talking just generic metal, I guess like Megadeth, "Sweating Bullets" is a really good song. But like, if we're gonna be more unique and like get into the different genres of metal, you know, I really love a lot of. Uh, I guess you could consider Napalm Death. Uh, oh, sure. You know, metal Absolutely. or grindcore or whatever you want to call it. Yeah. You know, so industrial cool. wise, I also really love Get Got by Death Grips. You nice. Know. I've, I've got two. All right. Um, War for Territories by Sepultura. Ah, yeah. Just, oh, Sepultura. There's just something, there's just something I wasn't primal. even thinking of Sepultura. There's just something primal about those fucking Brazilians. They do yeah. not fuck about me when it comes to good old fashioned. Red-blooded American metal up your ass. Seasons in the Abyss by ah, Slayer. There you go. Yeah. You can't you lose can't, there. I almost said Raining Blood by you know, Slayer. You can't. You know you can't go wrong. You know everything. It's, it's there everything is you want nothing to know like yeah. listening to to um, Carrie King try to play the guitar. It's always. <laughs> <laughs> I was playing in a I was playing in a rock band and we were playing with we were. They were called the Validin. This was back in the eighties. <laughs> Shut up. Anyway, um, they were they were playing their Metallicas and they were playing stuff from Garage Days and this, that, and the other. And one night at a party, I was watching Headbangers Ball, and they said, "Here's the latest video from Slayer," and they played "Seasons in the Abyss," and I was like, "I had no fucking clue that that's what metal is about." Hmm. I had no clue that. That Dave Lombardo is no slouch. Who's Dave Lombardo for those who might not know? Yes, he's uh, he's the drummer for the Slayer. The drummer for Slayer, yeah. Oh, the, the first, to the best of my knowledge, the first drummer for Slayer. And he set the bar for every drummer that has ever came after him. There's, To the best of my knowledge, there have been three drummers since. Mm. But um, uh, uh, Listeners, you're welcome to call in to correct him if he's wrong. <laughs> um, it, you figure it out. Yeah. <laughs> About four years ago, they had a concert called The Big Three, which was Metallica. Um, you Anthrax, said that really weird. Metallica. Metallica. <laughs> Metallica. <laughs> Anthrax. Slayer. Metallica. Um, they had a, they had a um, concert. I think it was at Red Rocks. Mm. And it was uh, Metallica, Slayer, and Anthrax. And just so you know, there's nothing wrong with Anthrax. They had a, they had a badass track out called Who Cares Wins. Mm. They That... For them, uh, they've I am the man and 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 antisocial. Those were on the map, but who cares wins is a is a great example of the prowess that Anthrax has as a metal band. They're every every musician, every member of the band is just awesome. Those are my choices. Nice. What do you got? So we're talking about cult movies. What do you consider, in your opinion, is your take for the best cult movie out? The animated film, American Pop, I think it was put out in 81, 80, could be wrong. Callers, call in, callers. Um, basically, a uh, it's a story. What, just go, go. I don't need to tell you about the story. It's it's a wonderful animated film, and the selling point is that it the entire thing is rotoscoped. 
which is uh, they film a live movie or they film live characters moving around and they frame for frame hand trace everything into a cartoon form and uh, it's it's a wonderful mu- uh, movie about uh, 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 pop music from the early vaudeville days up until well I guess around 1980 and it, it follows the story of a family over the generations and how through their trials and tribulations as people um, the common thread throughout all their lives even though three generations are shown um, if not four uh, music has the common thread and it touches all their lives and this family struggle along the way brings uh, contemporary music uh, to the forefront as as to what we know it to be today from its early scrappy beginnings uh, from a, a family that a family of immigrants coming over to America at the turn of the uh, 20th century um, wonderful film uh, odd weird wacky performances it's dark it's funny and it's exactly what cult films are made out of which is um non-traditional storytelling where you fall in love with the characters uh but it's not a movie that's built on the um uh three-part act or the kind of uh save the cat school of thought for script writing uh it's, it's just a, a wonderful, weird experience. I'd say it's more of an experience. It's the kind of thing that when you watch it, you feel like you're the only person that knows about it and that it, it's a special thing that was kind of made just for you. And you, you feel like when you show your friends, it's like a special secret. And those, I think that's kind of the heart of what makes a cult movie fantastic. So, yeah, my vote's for uh, American Pop. So look, look up American Pop. It's awesome. Who's next? Man, again, I have I have quite a few. You know, I love Faster, Pussycat, Kill, Kill. I love oh, I yeah. love Superfly. But I would have to go back to the Big Lebowski. That's that's probably like my favorite. Does that count as cult? Oh, uh, it? it's the it. When people say cult classic, they say the Big Lebowski. It's gained yeah. the biggest cult following there I think, is. I, I mean, it's the Coen the Coen Brothers went from. I believe it was the strong film uh, Miller's Crossing to then going to The Big Lebowski and everybody, or no, maybe it was Fargo and then The Big Lebowski. And, you know, people, it just didn't take, it did uh, horrendous at the box office and it has built such a cult following that, you know, there's a Lebowski fest every year, you know? Hmm. I think I think it's gotten so big as a cult hit um, that it's, it just it feels like it feels like mainstream. Oh yeah, but um, yeah, you know I've, I've said you know Superfly is also a great one, and you know you could even consider Pasolini's Salo, uh, One Hundred Twenty Days of Sodom. You know that's a great great flick. I don't know. You know I have a lot of you know favorite cult films. What about you, Ada? Um, I just seen the movie called Southbound. I really like that. And I think Dar- Donnie Darko counts for those. Yeah, yes. well, you, Richard Kelly. Yeah. What is Southbound about? Um, Southbound is a horror movie, and it opens with these two people, and they're just driving down the road, and a bunch of horror. And it's a scary movie. They're being chased by demons. And when their little bit is up, it switches over to a completely different person. 
as like someone they pass, and then you're in this person's story, and as you you uh, you watch this person's story develop, they you know the next person they pass is you know, and it actually wraps around until it goes all the way back to the the uh, the original people, mm. and it's really cool. I I want to I want to watch it with Jamie here soon. Sweet, we'll do just that. That was it. We we kind of we ran out of uh, <laughs> the hastily written script. <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm feeling the way you're feeling, Kira. I, there's so many. There's um revolver. Oh yeah. Lock, stock, and two smoking oh, barrels. Oh god, I love the uh, what's his name? The guy who's married to Madonna or was guy married. Guy Richie. Guy, guy Richie. Yeah. Yeah. Same guy um, who did Snatch. The same guy that did Snatch. Um, Memento. Oh yeah, that's, a cult that's Christopher Nolan's first film. Yes, um, I think I would. I think I would pretty much say lock, stock, and two no, smoking barrels. No, no, wait a minute, wait a minute. Who did Pie? Pie? That was uh, uh, the guy who did Black Swan. Uh, uh, date? Oh. Uh, what the hell is Fronowski or uh, what oh, the hell is? Okay, okay, name? okay. I got I got mixed up. No. Okay, yeah. No. It's oh that's God. the same guy that did Black Swan and Noah, and he also right. did. Uh, you remember Primer? The, the wrestler. Primer? Yeah. Who did Primer? Oh, there was an, I don't know. It was an independent oh. movie. But yeah. That one was that one was badass, but I was just as just, soon as you said pilot, got me to think about it. But yeah, I'm a lock, stock, and two smoking barrels guy. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a great movie as far as I'm concerned. It's a, it's a great cult classic. American Mary. Hmm? American Mary. America, what is that? Yeah, I don't know. I thought, I thought she was talking about that the other day. But no, um, she does modifications on people. Oh, oh wait. Her. Isn't that one just called Mary? Yeah, I thought it was just I called Mary. It was American Mary. Huh. Let me look it up quick. There's a horror film where she's trying to build a friend yeah, for herself, right? Yeah, American Mary. American Mary. Oh, I didn't... Hmm. Yeah, and she does modifications on people, and they start coming to her some really sick shit. Hmm. Speaking, speaking of horror. Okay. This is the one I want... This is the one I would want to get to. Your top three horror films of all time. Let's start with you, Ada. You've already named one, but let's just... Let's go a little bit deeper. Do you... You have um, if you had to buy three movies that you'd have to watch as your favorite three horror movies, what would they be? I really can't answer this because I'm terrified of scary movies. <laughs> Jamie has to force me to watch them. Um, I couldn't name one. I really couldn't. Alrighty then. I avoid them at all costs. Oh, you avoid them? Okay. Yes. All right. oh, now wait. Now hold on. Now, um, we were doing research. I was putting together a horror movie and uh. Because I require Ada's help, I, I she didn't know anything about horror movies. So I said, well, we're going to go through a little horror movie adventure and we're going to study some films. Yeah. And so I pre- I presented you with some films. Out of those, Pinhead. you seem to like a few. So you like the Hellraiser. Yeah, Hellraiser. I know you like yeah, Hellraiser, 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 Clive Barker. Um, I also made you I made you watch Jaws. I made you watch I'm all the classics. All the classics. Elm Street. I made you watch. Uh, Did you ever check out the Clive Barker, uh, the Midnight Meat Train? I think he wrote it. I don't think he directed it. No. But we talked about that the last time. You you still got to check that one yeah, out. Yeah, I still do. The Midnight Meat Train with Bradley Cooper. Yeah. Oh, no. I Yeah. What What is that one? Oh, it's really, really hard to explain. It's a oh. pretty crazy story. Probably, probably even harder to watch. Yeah, it's hard. It's it's hard to watch. Nah, too, but Clive, it's pretty great. Yeah, the only Clive Barker's I've ever seen is the Nightbreed, Nightbreed, and, and Hellraiser. Hellraiser. Huh. Okay. Well, then you go ahead. You yeah. go ahead and start with us. Give us three. Oh, shit. You know, again, I'm like the most indecisive person. But if I had to choose three, you know, I would definitely choose Cronenberg's The Fly. Mm. I uh, I always. 
fuck up the pronunciation of his name, but I think it's Takashi Mike's uh, Itchy the Killer. Ah. I love that. I also love uh, uh, Robert Faust's uh, The Abominable Dr. Fives, <laughs> even George A. Romero's Dawn of the Dead, and again, Pasolini's Salo. What about you, Jamie? It's it's tough. I like a lot of horror films, but I'm I'm picky about them. I'm picky about them. There's so much schlock, and I'm not easily impressed with gore or violence. I need I need scary, and uh, those those are hard to come by. Um, I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna have to go with atmosphere like that, like that. See the scary sound. It does sound scary. <laughs> yeah. Atmosphere. That's what we're talking about. Uh, I'm gonna go with the classics. I'm gonna have to stick with the uh, the Exorcist. I'm one of those people that considers uh, Alien to be a, a horror oh, film. Oh God, yeah, yeah Ridley Scott. That's my number one. Yeah, yeah. that's my number one. And and just because it it is terrifying, but oh, well, it's you also see, the a thing joy is, to watch. Is I'm gonna say Jaws. It, oh yeah, Jaws too. Absolutely. But you know, no, just Jaws one. And, yeah, that's what I mean. <laughs> Jaws one. But I, I'm saying like a kid. A, Alien is definitely a horror film or even thriller. It's where Alien 2 and Alien 3 came in where it became more action. You know, like as the series went on, it turned into an action series. But uh, I definitely consider the first Alien more horror type thriller kind of thing. For me, that was for me. That's my number one is Alien. Mm. It's not just the horror, but the way that the tension was set up through the entire movie. the biggest argument that I've heard was would it would it play better with the three hours? Yes. It would have fucking played better all three hours and ten minutes. Huh. Because they took out important parts of the movie that that if you'd see in the in the, the director's cut, you'd see them now. Yeah. But had the they theatrical played it, yeah, cut was yeah. just not the same. Yeah, but but still, still just just there was even one scene in the movie where there was nothing really going on. It was just them. Pass, they they already knew the alien was on board. And it was just cameras passing through the corridors, just knowing that at any point in time that they could hop out. And, I thought Event Horizon oh, was a good you, take yeah. at a at a good old fashioned ghost story mm-hmm. for 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 a new age. Although this leans more towards sci fi and more towards action, I thought Pitch Black was a good movie as well. Yeah. Pitch Black is yeah. good. Is that and the is that the vampire one in the no, Alaska? Uh uh-uh, uh no. Which, which it's like that? in the Chronicles the of Diesel. Riddick. That's the yeah, Diesel. it's Vin Diesel. It's like the Riddick uh storyline. Oh. It's like the first one in the oh, series. Okay. Well, they're basically trying to uh trick this guy into like putting him in this prison kind of planet where mm-hmm. it's just all darkness, which is why it's called Pitch Black. I mean, you, I mean it's your film. Well, right? yeah, let me go ahead and explain it. This is although it's part of a series called the Chronicles of Riddick. Riddick gets in all these adventures. One of these adventures is he's being transported to a, a prison, which is called a slam. And during the transport, the shuttle the shuttle runs into some trouble and ends up landing on this planet. It's to, according to them, it's inhabited. It's an uninhabited, uninhabited, uninhabited. Yeah, there you Thank go. Thank you, uninhabited. Words are hard. Yes, they are, especially when you say them. They found that. There's three suns on this planet, and these suns are constantly keeping the planet hot as hell. But every 26 years, it becomes dark, and it becomes dark for like, I don't know, just taking a guess, months, weeks. Anyway, the planet becomes dark, and the indigenous creatures that are on the planet that can't stand sunlight come out and start killing people left and right. That's what the movie's basically about. 
Are you saying there's no light at all? Like, no how light. Would they survive? Yeah. How would they be able to survive, though, without it? These, these creatures, up? yeah, these creatures are able to see through some type of spectrum. Okay. that they're And they can only pick up on warmer animals. Once they see that there's something there, they attack. They don't even identify with it. So they're still getting heat from the sun, though. Um, That's why I'm wondering. I mean, like, wouldn't you think the entire planet would freeze over with no... Oh, well, no it's a star. movie. There, well, I don't yeah, think there really were. That's a good okay. point. When you go into, they go. Well, actually, no. It's not that the suns go down. It's that it eclipses. Yeah. Oh, okay, that makes sense. Yeah. So there's still heat from the sun, but these animals, they even eat themselves. They they're so bad. They they see themselves. They butt heads and eat themselves. Anything that gives off a signature that they can use as prey, they'll eat it. But um, it was. It's it's a it's a good old fashioned <laughs> pop out scary type movie, you know. But those are those are my takes. Those are your three. Yes. Well, awesome. It seems to me, just from what I've heard so far, today's podcast after the interviews have been a series of first date questions. Yes. And it's been cute. Yes. <laughs> so now, when you get hit up on your twitters and your facebooks and your myspaces and your MySpace. <laughs> right. Now the guys that normally bug you will come slightly more informed and they'll be even creepier. So you're welcome for that. Well, I never gave out my Twitter. So I'm good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Good girl. Good, good girl. Yeah. Uh, do you have anything you want to plug, Ada? Follow me on Twitter at Ada Black Triple X. Now you're fucked. <laughs> okay. So, uh, yeah. Uh, seems be about that time looking over at the clock we got plenty of material here um let's go ahead and start to wrap it up